And not only that, they have, they came out of here through the snow to be recognized. So we want to, first of all, we want to congratulate you and thank you for your commitment for being here every second Sunday going through discipleship. So we thank you for that. And then on behalf of our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond Gordon, we want to congratulate you. And we also want to extend to you full-fledged membership into St. Matthew's. Congratulations. Amen. Amen. So we will have, we will have certificates for you in your 304 process, 305 process. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Let's get the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Thank you, Mike. Praise the Lord. All right, praise dancers. Come on up here. Come on, let's get the Lord a hand clap. the tears that made her
I'm on my way 
chains holding me. It's right in my reach. I see clearly I'm on my way. I'm on my way to my destiny, to victory.
Lord again for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Thank the Lord for your presence on this inclement Sunday. It's further proof that God can trust you with his glory. This morning, this morning we are continuing on with our theme, Rebuilding. This brand new year of 2019, no resolution but resolve. Rebuilding our ruins. Rebuilding our ruins. We're in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10a. I'd like you to turn there if you would. Nehemiah 8, 10b rather, or 10c I should say. Nehemiah 8, 10c. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. My God, the joy of the Lord is your strength. One of the greatest expressions of commitment cooperation and correction is the compassion of one's convictions. Always pay attention to people's convictions. What they deem is important. It is, it insinuates where their heart is. Jesus said to the crowd, you worship me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Uh, that uh, one's conviction is a drive. It's a determination within us, and it can be disturbance to those that do not recognize it. When God is working behind the scenes, he fills a man with his mind. He, yeah, gives us the might of his mastery. And he fixes fractures without us knowing it. He's able to correct our crisis and renew our ruins. Nehemiah, one of the 12 minor prophets, 
was in exile in the Persian palace of Shuzan as God allowed Judah to be placed into captivity, slavery, because of their idolatry to other gods and their indifference to God's principles. And, 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 and what you need to know is that there's a timeline that God controls. Let me, let me see if I can help you out. Because the time is now going backwards. It's going down. 4,000 years B.C. was Adam. 2,000 years B.C. was Abraham. 1,500 years B.C. was Moses. 1,000 B.C. was David. 950 B.C. was Solomon. In the 800s were Elijah and Elisha, prophets of God. And then in 722 B.C., God got tired of this, tire, this tiring worship and idolatry, and he allowed the ten tribes up north in Samaria to be taken into captivity by Sennacherib, king of the Assyrians. Now, the interesting thing about this timeline is that now we're at 722 B.C., before the birth of Christ, and God allowed them, ten tribes up north, who had, who had intermingled in marriage and idolatry with the nations, he let Sennacherib take them into captivity, and he waited on Judah, her sister, to repent. Judah never repented, so God sent Nebuchadnezzar in 606 B.C., 597, 586, three deportations, to come through Jerusalem, amen, and put uh, Judah into captivity for 70 years. Ezekiel was in captivity on the river Chebar. Jeremiah, his contemporary, was allowed to preach up and down the coast. Habakkuk and others, uh, Esther and uh, Nehemiah, and all these people were contemporaries who participated right around the same time. And then uh, when you get past, listen to past now, when you get past 606 B.C., it was Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and a whole lot of others that were in captivity. And then, listen, then God allowed Persia to come through, and Persia defeated Babylon, and Persia stood for a while. Turn to your neighbor and say, God determines how long you stand. And then when Persia defeated, when Persia was, when Persia defeated Babylon, and then we're right around 300 BC, Alexander the Great, 32-year-old warrior from Greece, came in and almost conquered the world. And then God let Greece go on. And then after Alexander the Great, broken up into four generals, and they defeated, they, they were defeated, Around 165 to 65 B.C., here comes Rome. Rome comes into power just before the birth of Christ. God wanted Rome in power because Rome were going to build roads that Jesus could walk on. Rome introduced the crucifixion. 
which is a Roman death, and that Jesus had already been, amen, it was already determined that he would die on a cross. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so when you look at this timeline, and then uh, uh, Nehemiah, who was called by God to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. Let me stop, pause apart. God called nobody to do everything. I'm tired of these lying folk. Amen. Your vision is designed to make you look great. God didn't call you to do everything. God called you to participate in a specific area of his will. Can I get a witness? All the rest is our sense of greatness. He didn't ask you to do everything. He asked Ezra to rebuild the temple and to rebuild the spiritual state of the people. Are y'all with me? Yeah, and, 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 and so when you begin to look at um, Nehemiah in 446 B.C., the month Cheslev, it's interesting that he called him to build the walls around the city of Jerusalem, rebuild the ruins, amen, and metaphorically, he's calling us in 2019 to rebuild our commitments. First to him. There's nothing more sad than church folk sitting in church with a nonchalant attitude. That when God looks at us and sees this nonchalant attitude after he has bought you out of all the trouble he has bought you out it grieves his spirit can I get a witness my Bible says make a joyful noise unto the Lord when you enter my courts and it with praise and thanksgiving for the Lord is good that doesn't mean you have to scream the whole time you're here but every once in a while, you, you, you ought to get up on your feet without worrying about your wig falling off, without, yeah, I'm preaching up in this place, without worrying about your mascara running, and you ought to give him some praise. Can I get a witness? You ought to thank him for pulling you out of hell with smoke still in your garments. Can I get a witness? You ought to thank him for putting you on a street called straight. And in spite of all the hell that have come after you, you're still standing. The fact is that I'm still standing after everything that the enemy has thrown at me. And every time he throws something, God deflects it. Can I get a witness? Every time the enemy tries to take me out, the Lord puts me back in place. Every time the enemy would have me go under, the Lord pulls me up. Can I get a witness? And all God wants to know is, is there anybody that has anything to say about Jesus? 
Can I get a witness? I don't know about you, but I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. I'm only standing because of grace. I'm only alive because of mercy. I'm only on a street called straight because he pulled me out. Did he pull you out? Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. Places I used to go, I don't go anymore. The Lord is my stronghold and my help in the time of trouble. We need to rebuild our commitments. We need to rebuild uh, our communions. Not, not the Lord's Supper, the communions in your marriage, the communions with your children. I went to visit my children. One thing that dawned on me, they grown. I can't re-raise them. Whatever they don't have, we just got to live without. Do, do I have a witness? All, all I can do is pray for them. Can I get a witness? Amen. Somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind and took the time to pray for me. And I'm, I, 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 I'm just so glad they prayed. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we need to rebuild our communications. Yeah, in 2019. All my kids are grown and gone. Now, me and Sister G, we need to rebuild our communications. I, I, she don't need to be on Facebook, and, and I'm watching football, and, and she's doing something on the computer, and, and come, come on, and, and the communication has dissipated. In my marriage, every once in a while, we ought to cut everything off and say, hey, boo, yeah. who are you? There's nothing new. That, 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 that anything that moves you out of the place that God would have you is demonic. Oh, Lord, this one's going to get deep. We need to rebuild our families. Our fellowships, our finances. Well, I, I, I don't have a lot. You don't need a lot of money. Stop being a compulsive buyer. Amen. Money burns holes in our pockets. Here's, here's an exercise. Put $25 in your pocket and leave it there. And see how long it'll stay there. And be able to go through the mall or the store and go like this. No. No. Or get money in your pocket and say, no, this belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. The fact of the matter is, I don't know about you, but I need to do some rebuilding of my ruins because some of my walls got cracks in them, crevices. Some of the structures are shaky. 
Do you have shaky structures in your life? You ain't got to say yes. Yes, you do. The first structure is with the Lord. Can I get a witness? I need to get my spiritual life back in line, back to where the Lord would have it to be. He can't be third or fourth. He got to be first. Can I get a witness? It's tight, but it's right. And, 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 and see, child of God, child of God, I'm going to get out your way. There are two um, metaphors that we use even almost as euphemisms that light and heat. Light without heat is nothing more than a pharisaical rule. We can take light as intelligence, insights. We can take the light of the word and use it as a weapon. Can I get a witness? We can run around the church criticizing people, amen, out of the word because we got a little light. Heat is emotion. Emotion is nothing more than you making a little noise, but there's nothing behind it. Do I have a witness? It's getting tight up in here. It's light that brings the heat. When I think about the goodness of Jesus, that's the light, and all he's done for me, here comes the heat. My soul cries out hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Lord, have mercy. That'll preach. Here in Nehemiah, and we choose Nehemiah because we are just not honest. Nehemiah gives us three insightful, powerful emotions within him in order to build. To build what? To rebuild the ruins in our lives. I have some ruins in my family that I got to rebuild. Now, I'm not talking about my kids and my wife. I'm talking about extended family. I gave some of them the benediction a long time ago. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? No way, Jose. You know, and God wants me to go back and work on the walls. Are y'all getting this? Are y'all getting this? Uh, there, there's just some walls that are crumbling that we need to rebuild. And uh, with God's help, we're going to rebuild them. Now, <clears throat> I'm pausing purposely because these messages are designed to motivate you and I to do something. Can I get a witness? And you cannot be in denial and change. You got to see what God sees. I don't have your heart. I got a bunch of excuses. Can I get a witness? You don't worship me for who I am. Do I have a witness? Your heart is not here. Your heart is somewhere else. Can I get a witness? What we got to do is go back, reassess, and we're going to talk about reassessment, reassess and look at what is needed in our lives. Now, we've been 
We done been through something, Doc. And the Lord has been faithful, isn't that right? But we still got to rebuild. We got, we got, we got, listen, we've got to learn to rebuild the walls that are crumbling because God is not going to let you stay there with a crumbling wall and be blessed. He ain't going to do it. That, that, that is, child of God, I'm going to get out your way. Uh, first, Nehemiah's rebuilding begins with an inner compassion. Now look at chapter 1, verse 1 and 11. Come on now. Chapter 1, Nehemiah. Amen. No, get off your phone because another text might come through. Pick up a Bible and, and open it up. Chapter 1, verse 1. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah, and it came to pass in the month Jizlu, Kislu in the Hebrew, in the seventh year as I was in Shushan, the palace, that, listen to this, that Hannah and I, one of my brethren, now stop, pause apart. Um, th- this is his actual brother. Not, not, not a brethren, it's a brother. And, and what Nehemiah begins to do, Nehemiah is very passionate about the holy city, Jerusalem. Uh, the state of the affairs of his people. The purposes of God. Let me, let me talk about people with passion. When people don't have passion, they are falsehood. Passion says that I believe what the Bible is saying, and I want this in my life. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Passionate. Passionate about. Passionate about. Passionate about. My energies, my evaluations, my expectations, I'm passionate. What is it that makes you passionate? And people who are selfish, self-centered, and self-serving are never compassionate about God. Never. Think about it. I was looking at these youth dancers. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Up here dancing to the Lord. That's awesome. On a snowy Sunday morning, they praising. And, 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 and I want all of you guys to know, Jesus is not forgetting the service that you are rendering towards his name. Do I have a witness? That, that, is, that is, child of God, that uh, uh, when he begins to look at these compassions people who are broken see you can't be bothered until you've been broken Mm. one of the reasons Jesus took a whip and we're not taking whips he took a whip and drove the money changers from the temple is because Jesus recognized that these people were just in the temple area to make money he said, make, my, make, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Didn't he say that? But worse than that, they had the audacity to sell sheep that were tainted. That was against the law of the book of Leviticus. The, the sheep in worship that was sacrificed had to be pure, without blemish. 
Are y'all are y'all are y'all with me? So the priesthood was so crooked that if Reverend Jackson brought his little sheep up, I would take some kind of mark and said, No, there's a blemish on the sheep. You need my sheep. And this one will cost you $25. They were crooked. And there are people in the church that are just crooked. And, and, and they think they slick. You know, ain't nobody getting away with nothing. Fact, fact of the matter is, is that uh, three things that come out of this compassion and passion. Now, uh, I've been here 32 years, and some things, if I had to go back, I'd do different. I would. It just comes with wisdom. So uh, when I first came here, they had a whole committee, a building committee, because we had 16 acres of land and had a bank account with money in it. And uh, people that were with me and had voted for me pulled me in and said, Pastor, you need to deal with this. So uh, I went into a building meeting, and all the people in the meeting, none of them voted for me. So I got rid of all of them. I said, y'all out of here, Doc. How can you do it? Easy, I'm pastor. You out of here. I don't choose to move forward with people that don't agree with me. I don't, I don't choose to politically waste my time when your heart is not with the pastor. That ain't happening. Yeah, now you, you say, well, well, what a day I wouldn't do that. I only get rid of three of them. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that uh, if I'm going to go to war, I'm going to war with people I know with me. Can I get a witness? I'm, I'm going to war with people that I know are with me. I don't have this need to bring everybody in to the inner circle. Can I get a witness? Because child of God, at the end of the day, they're the ones that's going to, uh, Satan's going to use to come at you. Can I get a witness? Oh, they're going to hold a program up intentionally. I know what I'm talking about. Been at this stuff a long time. Well, I think that's cruel. That ain't cruel. It's the way the chip falls. Can I get a witness? You can sing like Aretha Franklin. But if your heart is not in worship, you ain't singing up in here. Can I get a witness? Fact, fact of the matter is, is that first we see the breaking news of what he hears. Now, what is compassion and passion? The breaking news is that, and I want you to see this, look at your Bibles, that his brother Hanani came and said, he asked them, what about concerning the Jews that had escaped? which are left in the captivity and concerning Jerusalem, the city of God. And they said, verse 3 unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the providence are in, here it is, great affliction. Your affliction ought to bother me. My affliction ought to bother you. Too often we hear about somebody's affliction in Ho-Hum. I'm going home, look at the football game. Don't mean nothing to you. Till you get an affliction. Then you want to call a church meeting. Our afflictions 
Pastor, I'm going through in my marriage. Pastor, this is happening. Will you pray with me? That, we need to share in one another's afflictions. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? Oh, no, 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 no. You, you may have cancer today. I'm going to have it tomorrow. You can't ignore the needs of people and just pay attention to the ones you like. Well, that's my road, buddy. Yeah, both of y'all on the road to hell. So let's get this one straight. The fact of the matter is, he, the breaking news bothered him. They're in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and the gates are burned with fire. The breaking news is what he heard. The burdens is what he felt. His heart but the brainstorming was the heat. Look at verse 5. And he said, I beseech thee. Now, I don't have time to read all this. Here's what Nehemiah decided to do. He went to God in prayer. Verse 5. And he didn't ask for a grocery list. You read the prayer. He said to God, Lord, listen to this. You have every right to keep us in captivity. We have sinned against you. We have renounced you. We have messed up in your presence. But I'm just praying for a little corner of your mercy. Because I know that you have a covenant, Deuteronomy 30, blessings and curses, that if you keep my covenant, I will bless you. Can I get a witness? I I want you to understand this thing about passion. I've never lost my passion in 32 years. You know why? Because my passion is not predicated on my feelings. My passion was predicated on Jesus. My passion is predicated on the vision. We miss this. Everything in the church is connected to the vision. It's not what pastor likes, what you like. It's the vision. What is the vision? That's why we put in the bulletin every Sunday. It help, it's there to help answer your questions. Well, where's the money going? Towards the vision. Where are the ministries going? Towards the vision. Can I get a witness? And, and, and the visions is more than just reaching, teaching, and discipling. We always come up with shortcuts. The vision is why we are on earth and why we are alive to exalt the Savior through the work of the ministry. Can I get a witness? That's what the vision is about. Help me, Holy Ghost. That uh, we have to start rebuilding with some inner compassion and passion. You got to have passion. You got to have passion. Now, now I, I've, I've had passion all my life. Some of my passion was misguided. You know, I told you I played baseball, and, and uh, my dad, he was a, my dad was the manager of this team we played for. And my dad would come out of the dugout when the pitcher couldn't get the ball over, and he'd walk out to the mound, start talking to him. Bases loaded, nobody out. And I'd come running in from left field, 
And my dad said, well, talking to the pitcher, well, how you feel? I said, man, take that bum out. We're trying to win a game. We ain't got time for his feelings. He can't get the ball over the plate. So the pitcher said, oh, hey. we start arguing. No, 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 we're here to win. We're not here to make you feel. Go to the side and throw the ball. You can't get the ball over the plate. Somebody need to tell you the truth, brother. They're trying to win the game. This ain't about you. And that's what's wrong with church folk. They think everything's about them. They ain't about you. We're trying to beat the devil. We're trying to save souls. We're trying to help houses get back in order. We're trying to save marriages. It's not about your feelings. So my dad would say, go back to left field. You ain't nothing but a hot dog. So I just went on back out there to left field. He said, well, I'm a team player. No, you better define that. Don't be a team player on a losing team. That's tight, isn't it? Be a team player when the, when, when the team is winning. Can I get a witness? Oh, it's getting tight up in here. But the boy had passion. And as a leader goes, so go the followers. If I ask you to tithe, I'm tithing. If I ask you to stay at home, I'm at home. Oh, it's going to get tight up in here now. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. I'm not asking you to do anything I'm not doing. Because it starts with the leaders. I don't want no leader's wife coming up in here talking about he ain't a good husband and he's doing this to me and doing it. He, he out of here. And if you feel sorry for him, you go with him. What's wrong with that? Because we are an example to the flock. It doesn't mean we're perfect. Do I have a witness? We, we, we got to, this boy had passion. And we got to have compassion with one another. Who are you to convict somebody with your background? Now, now I'm going to turn to your neighbor and say, with my background, I don't have no business convicting somebody else. Oh, that'll preach, won't it? Nehemiah's rebuilding begins with an inner compassion. But secondly, I'm getting out your way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Nehemiah's rebuilding, amen, was blessed because of his commitment. Now I'm cussing up here. Commitment has no room for politics. You, you, you are either committed or you're not. Committed is a glue that says regardless of what everyone else does, I'm going to be steadfast. Can I get a witness? That's, that's, that's commitment. That's, that, that's commit, commitment. Lord have mercy. Amen. And, and, and I want to hasten along. Nehemiah's commitment. Mm. that God uses others 
to help put us in a position of safety. There's others that God will use to support you that you had no idea was in line. Look at chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. I don't have time, but uh, the king, he, now, now, now he's a cupbearer. He's a cupbearer. The, the, word cup, the words cupbearer means, that's a high position. He stayed at the king's side. Are y'all with me? And everything that came into the king to eat and drink, he had to test it, taste test probably 10 or 15 minutes before the king ate it to see if he would fall out. My God. I I was raised in a home. My mother said, don't eat over everybody's house. And and, 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 And there's several reasons for that. One, you don't know the environment they're cooking in. I made this chicken taste this after I get a video where it was cooked. <laughs> Give me no chicken and you hitting roaches off the wall. <laughs> you, you know, I ain't fooling with that. I, I, I'm just, I'm, this is just me. I'm sorry. This is, it's tight. Isn't it tight? I told you, I came home and leave from the military. This is probably 69, 70. Had my little uniform on. This girl I went to high school with, she said, come on around. I want to see you. I said, where are you? She said, you want something to eat? I said, no, thank you. And she said, well, come sit at the uh, kitchen table with us. We sitting there. And they had a clean house sitting there. And she said, so how's the military? And while she was speaking, I was looking, and I seen something in my peripheral vision. Going up the wall, I said, "That's it, Doc. I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I don't want a glass of water. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, if, 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 eh, eh, oh, I had to get out of there. Had to get out. Had to get out. Wasn't happening, Doc. Wasn't happening." Anyway, I took my I took my wife and daughter out for dinner last week, and uh, I said, "Well, let me go eat, and then I'll go home and you know pull up the game, something like that." And uh, we had this restaurant, well, well-known restaurant, and I didn't get a waitress. I got this guy, and he came over with the. He said, "Hello, how are you? I'm your." And he did like this, I'm your, <laughs> I, I said, I should have went to the Kentucky Fried, this, this ain't getting it. You know, I, you know, see, um, I, I got historical problems. Because my mother used to say, go blow your nose, well, don't be sitting there and sniffing all the time. And, and I'm sensitive, people. <coughs> And you want to tell church members, why didn't you just stay home? You don't tithe anyway. Why didn't, why didn't you just stay home rather than doing all this? So 
I'm going to preach, baby. I'm going to preach. I come from a touchy home. Amen. And, and uh, so anyway, let's get back to Nehemiah. Nehemiah. <laughs> Jesus. Ne ne Nehemiah didn't know that God was going to use the king to support his vision. The king said, what do you want me to do? He said, well, I need papers for the governors. I need equipment. I need uh, wood. I need this. I need that. And verses 4 to 10, uh, his commitment was to God's support. It was God that supported this vision, not me. It was God that did all this, not me. It was the Lord that sent me here. It was the Lord that erected everything here. Do I have a witness? You can't take credit for what only God can do. You got to let go and let God. And if God shows up, he's in it. And won't he show up, saints? Won't the Lord do it? In the Lord, Abel. Not only to the support, but to the survey, 11 to 16. Now, now I want you to see chapter 2, 11 to 16, real quick. Read when you go home. Uh, look, look at verse 11. So I came in Jerusalem and was there three days, and I rose in the night, I and some few men with me, neither told I any man that my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem, neither was there any beast with me except the beast that I rode upon, and I went out by night, by the gate of the valley and before the dragon well to the dome port and viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and had been burnt with fire. Assessment. You're going to pastor, you don't be going to no church with a vision. The essence of vision is you've done an assessment. You've been in prayer and the Lord put on your heart what he wants you to do. Do I have a witness? That, that is, child of God, that uh, uh, Nehemiah, Lord have mercy, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, Nehemiah had commitment of God's support, commitment of his own survey, commitment of God's structure. He was rebuilding the walls. Thank God for him. And when you manage, you got to make moves. Let me let me let me stop pausing park. I'm I'm uh, a military. I'm top down. When orders come down from headquarters, you carry them out. You don't question them unless they're just ludicrous. Orders come down. You you just carry them out. You don't you don't question. Leadership is funny. Leadership does not mean you have some lofty title. Where much is given, much is required. You can't be a leader that never takes a lead. You want to lay back and be accepted by everybody. Well, you're a bad leader. Because the essence of leadership is you tick people off. The essence of management is that you, you go another way. Can I get a witness? Uh, leadership and, and, and management is not for everybody to agree with. It's for them to carry out or you get rid of them. That, that's the essence of management and leadership. God didn't ask you to call a meeting 
and all of you are Greek, God told you what to do. And you got to do it. I, I, you got to motivate others. You got to manage others. You got to move others. You got to, amen, you, you know, you got to delegate. You got you to gotta make critical decisions. Managing God's work is never easy. But don't sit there vacillating. Make a decision. Just make a decision. And I, when people are floundering all over the place, I only want them in place because they're dangerous. Talk about leadership. That's what they said to Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. Well, we hope you're like Moses. We pray you're like Moses. And all that you asked us to do, we're going to tell the people. And the ones that don't do it, we're going to kill them. Now, that's leadership. <laughs> Nehemiah was committed. He gave energies. He gave enablement. He gave enlightenment to God's call. See, listen, once you get an order, it's not on you. It's on the one that gave you the order. Do I have a witness? And, and we don't like talking about this, but let me, let me throw it out there. I am responsible for everything here, not you. If you bulge, if you buckle at what I ask you to do that's outside of sin, God deals with you. You're not in a position to buckle. You're in a position to follow the orders of them that are over you. And see, that's what happened to Miriam. That's what happened to Miriam in Numbers 12. She was Moses' older sister. And here's what she told Moses. Does God only speak to you? He don't speak to us. And God struck her with leprosy. You, you got to be careful that Nehemiah understood the magnitude, amen, of commitment. I got to be committed to my children, committed to my wife, committed to the church, committed to the Lord, first of all. Committed to some of you, to, to all of you. I got to be committed. And commitment is something that we tend to turn off and on. He, he was committed to God's call. One day I'm going to preach a message on the calling of God. And we are going to see how diametrically opposed we are to the call. Not only the call, the counsel, and then the controls. God creates controls. The Lord knows what he's doing. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, when we, when we begin to, to entertain Nehemiah, not, not only was he compassionate with, with passion, but he was committed. Committed. You need commitment in marriage because feelings are going to go awry. Are y'all praying with me? Yes, sir. 
Your marriage ain't going to stick together because your feelings are always up in the air. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Sometimes I don't. The stick to of a marriage and a ministry and a mindset is that you have to pass through the tough and the difficult and remain constant. Do, do I have a witness? See, what the world is not teaching you, what the world is not saying to you, hey, all, all these dating services and everything, you put your little information and come back, Man, you could be dating the biggest devil to ever live. You on a date at dinner, talking about, is this hair yours? You know, what's your sign? What's your DNA? Wait till you take it home. Wait till you get it home. And they start coming out like this. What is pastor? Well, I dated some monsters. I mean, real monsters. Choking brother. Yeah. So let me get this straight. If you and I hook up, this is the way it's going to be. You better get out of my military face. You out of your mind. I ain't, look, I ain't looking for no mother. <laughs> Some of y'all may need a mother. I ain't looking for no mother. As James Brown said, I'm three times seven and then some more. You talking loud and ain't saying nothing. You're like a dull knife. Just ain't cutting. Talking loud? Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to the evening of elegance and saying nothing. Let me, let me close out. Nehemiah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's like castor oil. Going down is nasty, but it's going to work. Won't it work? It's going to clean you out. Look at this. Nehemiah's rebuilding, now, now don't miss this, we're closing, was benefited by conflict. We need conflict. You say, well, I don't need it. Yes, we do. Conflict makes us trust God. Conflict humbles our hearts. Conflict tells us without him you can do nothing. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, just, just look at 2.19 real quick. Uh, it talks about Sambalat uh, and, and uh, Tobiah, uh, uh, Gershom. Gershom. Uh, these, these, these were no enemies of Nehemiah. They're the ones that said, whatever you build will fall down. And, and they gave him criticism. And, and Nehemiah said, why should we come off the wall and talk to you? We about a great work. Can I get a witness? Man, it, listen, 
if I were weak and weak-minded, this ministry would have collapsed a long time ago. Are y'all getting this? I stood up by the grace of God against odds. No, this is going to happen. Trust Jesus. Can I get a witness? Uh, child of God, you, you, you got to understand that conflict will make you stronger. Won't it make you stronger? Oh, yes, it will. It'll make you stronger. You go through enough hell, you're going to come out a little heart, and you're going to come out with some strength. When people lift weights, the reason they get muscles is because the weight is resistant. It's a resistance against their flesh. And there are things being torn as you lift weights. A amen. Something is torn in the process of lifting, but if you keep lifting, you get stronger. Can I get a witness? And some of us have been to hell and back, and we are stronger. We are stronger now than we've ever been. Can I get a witness? Conflict will make you stronger. Conflict will make you strategic. Do I have a witness? Conflict, uh -huh, yeah, will stabilize you. He had to repair the sheep gate, the east gate, the horse gate, the fountain gate, uh, the dome gate, the valley gate, the old gate. He had a whole lot of gates, fish gate, yeah, that he had to repair. And he did it in 52 days because he was concentrated on what he was doing. You can't let folk come along and take you out of your mindset. You can't let folk criticize you until you get depressed. You can't let folk bring a conspiracy against you and confusion to you and conflict towards you. You got to have a confidence. Say confidence. You got to have a confidence that God is on my side. You, you got to have a confidence that conflict is only a way for God to show me who he is. That weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. And anything without conflict is not worth fighting for. Whatever conflict comes is because God is ready to do something in you. And do something through you. Can I get a witness? Now that my three kids are gone on their own, can I get a witness? I got to rebuild the ruins of my marriage. I gave all my time to the church and I gave all my time to raising kids. Now I got to remember that there's another person in my house. Do I have a witness? What's your name, baby? Whatever your name is, I got I to gotta remember that there's another person in the house. And if the kids call too much, if the kids call too much, I got to say, uh, you're calling too much. You left long time ago. I got to rebuild the walls of my marriage. I got to rebuild the walls of my mind. I got to rebuild the walls of my money. So when they call and say, Daddy, can you send me $200? Uh, who are you? Those days are over, Doc. I did my job. 
Can I get a witness? And New Year's Eve, I was not here. Although there was another that thought he was I, but I, I was not here in the name of Jesus. Come on, keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. I was not here. For the first time in 31 years, I decided to take my wife away. Can I get a witness? And we had a ball. Well, what did you do? We slept. Can I get a witness? I, I'm so glad. I needed rest. I needed relaxation. I needed some hot wings from the hotel menu. But do I have a witness? I came back refreshed. Do I have a witness? Child of God, you got to rebuild stuff or it's going to crumble away. You got to rebuild the ruins. Do I have a witness? Your soul was ruined. Jesus came along. He rebuilt you. Won't he rebuild you? He'll lift you up. Yeah, he'll turn you around. He'll plant your feet on a solid ground. He will put a new song in your mouth. Even praise. Say yeah. It's time to rebuild. Rebuild your tithing. Rebuild your time. Rebuild your talents. Serve the Lord with gladness and stop sitting around complaining about everything. I dare you to say right on Jesus. Right on. Right on. Right on. He's worthy. Anyway. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You need to give Christ your life. You've got to believe and receive. Just raise your hand if you want to give Jesus your life. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Come on, come on, put your hands there. Come on, come on up here. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Come on. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come on, darling. Come on. I'm going to see y'all in heaven. I'm going to see you in heaven. Praise Jesus. All right, brother. Is there another? Step out. Step out. You want to give your life to Christ. Come on. Come on. Step out. Jesus loves you. Die for your sins and bury rose again. Thank you, Debbie, Marcus, all of y'all. Is there another? Listen to pastor. Listen to me. This is deep. We must rebuild the ruins. Go back, humble ourselves, pray for God's support, and start rebuilding things that have fallen down. Do I have a witness? And God will be your cement. God will be your joy. God will be all you need him to be. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Praise Jesus. Any others that want to give their life to Christ? 
Praise Jesus. Anybody else want to step out on faith? Step out on faith. Jesus, I'm trusting you with my life. Anybody? Are you guys saved? All y'all saved? You saved, brother? You saved? You saved? You saved? You saved? All right. Praise Jesus. Ministers, let me bless the food. Father, bless the food as we prepare for those who are eating. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Pastor loves you. Keep pastor in prayer. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got a lot of rebuilding to do. God bless you. You are dismissed. Have a great day. Well, you want me to take you?